Welcome back and Happy New Year. This is just the second episode this year. It's episode 71. And today we are talking about how to know what to do first when someone you know is diagnosed with dementia. And if you're ready to join me on this journey, I invite you to subscribe to this podcast so you can join a community of extraordinary family caregivers who are navigating dementia in a different way from going from reactive to proactive so that you can protect what matters most to you, which is your relationships. So I invite you to like and subscribe to this podcast and then please go ahead and review this podcast. The link is in the show notes on iTunes, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts. And thank you for listening to today's episode. Hey there, success seeker. Welcome to Dementia Caregiving for Families. Do you feel overwhelmed with the daily struggle of dementia caregiving? Looking for an easier path? You're in the right place. On this podcast, we teach you the skills to simplify caregiving. We unravel the mystery of dementia and guide you through the often difficult behaviors. I'm Lizette, your host and fellow family caregiver. As an occupational therapist, I bring my professional and personal experience to this community. Here we speak the truth, but without the verbal vomit. I know you will find value in today's program, so buckle up while this flight takes off. I cannot believe that it is January 4th. Welcome to Dementia Caregiving for Families in this new year. As the new year is starting out, I thought it might be a good place to start our journey together to talk about how to know what to do when you first get a diagnosis of dementia in either yourself or in somebody that you love. So what to do first when somebody is diagnosed with dementia. For some of you, this might not be an imaginary idea or thought, but I want you to imagine sitting at your doctor's office and hearing for the first time that somebody you love has dementia, or maybe even you, maybe you have a recent diagnosis of dementia. A lot of you may already have had this experience, but maybe some of you are just recently starting to realize that a person that you love has dementia, or you're a family caregiver of somebody that you suspect has dementia. Well, what do you do first? I know that a lot of emotions come rolling through you when you hear your name, your loved one's name, and the word dementia all in one sentence. I know for a lot of people, your ears just shut off, your brain shuts off, and you are not able to process any more information other than the word dementia. It can be overwhelming. It can be very fear provoking. And to be quite frank, frank, I actually blame the healthcare system and I blame society for that, that fear and feel, feeling of overwhelm. Because if you are very honest, 
What do you hear in the news about dementia? It is nothing but doom and gloom. It is nothing but, oh, woe is me, and life, is, life as you know it is over. Dementia is a challenging process. I'm not going to lie. But it is also not the worst thing that people can experience. There are lots of diagnoses. There's lots of things that happen to people that results in, in, um, in a person changing over time. Think brain cancer. Think somebody who, who dies very unexpectedly. It is, it is part of life. And I, I always hate to be the person to, to be the one that says those types of things. But, but dementia isn't the worst thing that can happen to a person. There are lots of worse things that can happen to a person. And a lot of people aren't saying that. And most of what we hear in society is the doom and gloom. And I am wanting to be a voice of the opposite and saying there are things that we can do. So if you're here for that, if you're here for that journey, thank you for being an extraordinary caregiver and being here with me today. But for some people, it's a relief. And why is it sometimes a relief for a person to find out that somebody they love has dementia? It's a relief because it is a validation. It is a now I know what I'm dealing with. Now I can start to plan. Now I can look forward to the, the active things that I can do to control my circumstances. Yes, there are lots of things that we cannot control, but that's life. We cannot control whether the sun is shining today like the sun is beautifully shining behind me through the window. We cannot control whether somebody we um, love is diagnosed, you know, or or passes away in a car accident. There's a lot that we cannot control. I understand that. But what we can control is how we respond to it. And that's what I'm here to talk to you about today. The very first thing that you need to consider doing when you get a new diagnosis of dementia, and this is counterintuitive to what a lot of people are going to tell you because everybody starts with, you got to get your paperwork in order. Yes, it is important, but that is not where I want you to start. The very first thing I want you to do is just breathe. Take a breath. Take a deep breath. Dementia and dementia caregiving is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And unless you have some sort of a very unlikely type of dementia, we have time. We have time to do things. We just need to breathe. We need to sit with it and we need to breathe. And I want you to consider immediately not doing what most people want to do, which is stick their head in the sand and say, it's not true. Uh, I want you to breathe and just say, yes, we have a new reality in our life, but now we will be working proactively and positively to address the changes, each one as they come, and don't hide it. Don't hide it from your children, from your spouse, from the people you love, from your church community, from your friends. You do not need to be an island by yourself because society has made it such a stigma for people to have cognitive loss and cognitive changes that we believe that we need to do this alone. You do not need to do this alone. But 
start by just taking a deep breath. If you are very overwhelmed, if you are feeling like you cannot manage by yourself and you're in a crisis situation, I invite you immediately today to schedule a phone call with me, a free 20-minute phone call. I will help you at least point you in the right direction of the very first step that you and your family need to take next. You can do that by hopping onto Instagram and just messaging me, DMing me, direct messaging me the word call, and you will get the link to my calendar where you can schedule a call. If you're not on Instagram, then in the show notes will be a link to my calendar where you can schedule a call. Book a 20-minute call, schedule a 20-minute call, no pressure, nothing but I promise you I will help you get on the right track and tell you what your very first step needs to be after breathing. The second thing I want you to do is analyze. Now, what do you mean, Lizette, I want you, you want me to analyze? What do you mean by that? Well, many people, a lot of people will tell you, get your papers together, get your will together, get, get your healthcare power of attorney together, all of those things. And yes, you do need to do that if you do not have them. But that doesn't mean that it has to be the very, very first thing that you actively have to do. The very first thing you need to do is just stop and analyze. You need to know where you are and you need to know where you are going. Because if you don't know where you are going, then how are you going to get there? It's like taking a vacation when you just hop in the car and take off. You could, I, I live in South Carolina, you could end up in Timbuktu, well, you you know, you'd need to get on a flight for that one, but let's use a road trip, right? You from here in South Carolina, I could go in multiple different directions, and if I go long enough, I could end up in Canada. Or if I go long enough, I could end up in Mexico. And I might not be intending on ending up in Canada because I don't have my passport, or I may not want to end up in Mexico because I don't speak Spanish, right? You don't take a trip you don't take a long vacation or a trip without planning ahead, without knowing where you're going, without understanding what your outcome is. And that is why I want you to analyze. I want you to analyze by just stopping and saying, what is the best outcome that I want for this journey? The reality of the matter is that if a person lives long enough with dementia any person who lives long enough with dementia will need 24-hour care. They will. Not everybody who has dementia ends up needing 24-hour care because some people pass away from another cause before they get to that point of needing 24-hour care. But if you know that ultimately if this person will live long enough and they will need 24-hour care, what are you wanting what is your best outcome going to be, then we can backtrack from that. But it's not just the outcome of the 24-hour care. It's the what do I want to achieve? I have worked with many people who their, their primary 
result, their primary outcome that they want from a dementia caregiving journey is to have maintained their relationships. And what I mean by that is like their relationships with their siblings or their, like in my case, my relationship with my husband, my relationship with my sister, my relationships with my children, and my relationships with the people that I'm helping, my parents. So you have to you have to know what your ultimate outcome is because everything we do, we're going to backtrack off of that in order to make the decisions for the next step and for the next step and for the next step. So if you if you know where it is that you're going, then you then we can figure out how to get there, like planning a vacation. Many other people are going to want to immediately hop online and research dementia. And I would strongly encourage you not necessarily to just sit online and go and Google research dementia and dementia caregiving, because that is like trying to drink water from a fire hydrant. And it can be very overwhelming. And I also would caution you, I'm not saying don't do it, but I want to to caution you about joining 50,000 Facebook groups, free Facebook groups, support groups on Facebook, without being very selective about which groups you join. There are two types of groups on Facebook related to dementia and dementia care giving. There is the, the Facebook, the really, really large Facebook group where people feel very protected and very anonymous. And this is where they go, blah, they do the verbal vomit. They just throw everything negative and doom and gloom out there because they're frustrated and overwhelmed because they didn't necessarily take the steps at the beginning of their process to put things in place to make it easier for them. I'm not saying that there isn't information out there that is valuable in those Facebook groups. I have a free Facebook group. I curate it very closely. I do not let people just have negative feelings and verbal vomit on there. Yes, people express their emotions. Yes, people express their frustrations. But we are an active, problem-solving, solution-oriented group for family caregivers in order for you to actually take action steps. So you will find support, but it's not going to be the verbal vomit. So yes, you can join Facebook groups, but I beg you to be very selective about which ones you join. And if you inadvertently join a group where all you are seeing are the negative doom and gloom type of things related to dementia and dementia caregiving, please understand that it doesn't have to be that way. There are things we can do to be proactive and make it easier for people going through this journey. So don't just go and do the 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 um, drinking water from a fire hydrant because it will overwhelm you. There are lots of books out there. Yes, there are podcasts. Listen to podcasts. Podcasts actually, I think, can be very valuable, especially if they're shorter episodes so that they don't overwhelm you with a lot of information. Uh, join my Facebook group. You're welcome to join. The link will be in the show notes. For sure, I want you to join because I want you to get to know me. I want you to get to be in a positive community. But I will also want you to understand that, you know, as you're analyzing this, dementia care will follow a fairly predictable path. Um, but everybody's timeline is going to be different. 
So some people journey down this journey for only a few months, weeks, years, and some people are in this journey for decades. And there's no way to know where you are or which one you're going to be. Time is the thing that tells. And as a person is progressing over time, I'll, I'll be able to help you a little bit more with exactly how quickly your particular person is or is not likely to progress. However, having said that, uh, my crystal ball breaks every time I try to prognosticate how long somebody's going to live because that's not up to me, right? That's not up to us to be able to, to say how long a person will be with us. But start with the end in mind. So analyze. The third thing I want you to be able to think through is this following analogy. How do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time. How do you navigate a dementia caregiving journey? One step at a time. This is a marathon, guys. It is not a sprint. We are not sprinting to an end. We are taking a, a, a one step and then the next step and the next step. And sometimes all you have to do is start with the first step. And then after the first step, the next step reveals itself. So we will... I want you to really then, after you've analyzed, we're going to put the first piece in place. And that first piece may be different for everybody. It might be your legal documents. If you don't have a will, if the person you are helping doesn't have a will, that is super important. Your healthcare power of attorney paperwork, your uh, durable power of attorney paperwork, all of those things are very, very, very important. But we typically have time to get them in place. So you don't have to drop everything necessarily and do it. Because if you're in it, you know, if you're in it and you already need those papers, it may be too late if you're in the crisis, if a doctor has identified that the person that you love isn't able to make those decisions anymore. So, yes, they're very important. I want you to get them within the next three months, but you don't necessarily have to drop everything to go do them immediately. But we do need to take the first step because like eating an elephant, it's just one bite at a time. It might be your legal stuff. For some of you, it may be the driving dilemma. Is mama safe to drive? And remember, driving is a privilege. Driving is not a right. And it is up to us as family caregivers to protect both the person that we love and society around us by helping take away the car keys because it is a it is necessary and we frequently wait too late to address the driving issue and I totally get it guys I understand the moment you take somebody's car keys it changes your life as a family caregiver because now you're responsible for driving them to appointments and things like that so I get it nobody wants to do the car thing I get it I totally understand that but it might be driving for you it might be that the person that you're trying to help is not safe to be home alone anymore and that you're leaving them home alone and that might need to be your first step. So you're just going to analyze and then you're going to take one step, just the next step, whatever that step might be, and then start to actively put an, into place a process and a system for yourself to follow. And then the fourth thing that I want you to do is find a community. Find a community of like-minded, like-minded 
extraordinary caregivers, a positive, uplifting, proactive community, not a doom and gloom, woe is me, and life is ended community, because our own mindset as a family caregiver will dictate the results that we get in our caregiving journey. Many people are not talking about that. But our own way of thinking about the dementia process will result in exactly what we get in our dementia caregiving process. I'm not saying that there's not going to be turbulence because life is life. We're all going to have a little bit of turbulence as we're going through this journey. But if your mindset related to dementia and dementia caregiving is, oh, woe is me, doom and gloom, life is never going to be the same again, then guess what you're going to be getting? Oh, woe is me, doom and gloom, life is never going to be the same again. But if your mindset related to dementia and dementia caregiving is, I can control how I respond to what's happening. I choose to be an active participant and I choose to put into place structures and techniques and um, take the next step and the next step and the next step actively and I work on my own thinking processes related to this, then you will have a much better experience going through dementia. You will create moments of joy. You will still have dignity. Your person can live with a lot of autonomy because you are supporting them. It makes an entirely different journey for you if you choose to think through your dementia caregiving journey just from a different perspective. I'm not saying that you're not going to have hard days, but guess what? That's what I'm here for. Then we will work through those hard days and we will work on reframing your brain because where our thoughts go, that is how our life goes. I know without a shadow of a doubt for me, every single time I had a negative thought or a bad attitude or a difficult night's sleep or whatever it was as a family caregiver to my dad when I was taking the car away and I walked in there and then he and I would go whoosh and life would be very stressful and extremely difficult. But I was the one that could change. And guess what? When I walked in and I had a different attitude, our results were entirely different. So if you're ready to maybe join me in my next free workshop, I do a free workshop every month. The next one is January 13th. I want you to click in the um, links in the show note. There should be a link for registering for the, the workshop or go direct message me on Instagram, the work, uh, the word workshop, and you will get the the link to register for our free workshop, our monthly free workshop. I teach you three mm -hmm. things on this workshop. So go join and um, come to this, get to know me a little bit better. If you're ready to work with me a little bit closer, if I resonate with you and you'd like what you're hearing and you're ready to be proactive in your dementia caregiving journey, then I invite you to uh, send me the word apply on di um direct message me the word apply in Instagram or click the link in the show notes below and apply to work with me. I am very selective of who I work with. I am not 
willing to work with people who aren't willing to put in the work. I can make it easier for you. I can I can significantly cut down the noise. I can help you plan. I can help you uh, work through your emotions related to this. But I am not the right fit for everybody because if you are somebody who just wants to complain about your lot in life, then I'm not your person. Then I invite you not to apply. But if you are the proactive person, if you do want to actually take the right steps and get on the right journey, then please apply to work with me. Like I said, I'm very selective with who I work with, mostly because I'm protecting my own heart and my own energy and my own mind through this process because I have to have the energy for this marathon. So direct message me on Instagram, apply if you're ready to apply, or the word workshop if you're ready to join the workshop, or if you are desperate and need a little bit of help, just send me the word call and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for joining me today, Success Seeker. I pour my heart and soul into this program to serve you. You can serve me by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. And join our free Facebook group, Dementia Caregiving for Families. It's a positive and proactive space to navigate dementia caregiving together. Get practical tools and find support, but without the verbal vomit. Be a part of our community where we seek to find peace of mind and ease despite the dementia diagnosis. So join today and see you next time as our flight takes off.